Morning, George. Welcome to the Morning Brew. What's going on in the Morning Brew today? Woo, in the Morning Brew this morning, we're going to be talking a little Todd McFarlane toys. We're going to be talking about kids programming and terminating projects, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. So check us out. Let's get it. What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Morning Brew. And uh, uh, thank you to uh, Tech the Gods, the, uh, one of our official sponsors of this episode. Tech Big, the shout Gods. Out. Big shout out to Michael San Martino and the crew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Morning Brew with the crazy crew. You know how we do. We are live once again. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, like, comment, Hit the bell so you know when we are going live. We're going to be talking about, you know, just uh, the current events uh, that are happening in pop culture and things like that. And we're also going to have a topic for today, which today will be uh, terminating projects, you know, killing our babies. Yeah. How do we do it? When do we do it? How do we decide? We're going to be talking about that. And we want your opinion. We want to hear from you. So if you are in the chat, say what's up. Let us know you're here. Let us know what your opinion is on the topic. And uh, we keep it moving. But yeah, Sammy. That's what's going on. No, big shout out to to um to the sponsors, man. Sponsors of the show. Adelis, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, big shout out to the sponsors. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, yes. for sponsoring uh, today's show. Absolutely, absolutely exciting, exciting, exciting stuff. Um, but um, uh, let's see. Well, we have a really good show tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We have a really good guest tomorrow. So if you if you are oh, trying to figure out. Are you struggling with trying to decide what to do next with your life, what to do with your career, what to do with the future? Uh, this episode's for you. It, this is not a comic-related co uh, episode. This is a business-related episode. This is a CEO and owner of a call center in Costa Rica who is a fan of the show, reached out, and wanted to be on the show. And so we talked, uh, educated in the U.S., decided to become an expat, move uh, to another country, and start his own business. Um, started from the ground up. You know, became a staff member, yeah. worked his way up, learned the business, and then decided to launch his own. Um, you know, if you want to learn about, you know, courage and, um, you know, risk taking, resilience and uh, vision, uh, th this is a really good show for you. So check it out tomorrow morning. It's a really good interview. It'll launch at uh, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the YouTube channel. Uh, and it's also will be streaming on all audio platforms tomorrow as well. So that's a really good show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny that those shows that come on at nine on Fridays they they look like they're live, but they're not. They're, no, they're actually pre-recorded, right. yeah. and I like how people come in and we appreciate the chat. Um, but yeah, they're they're not they're not live, so they, you know check it out, but it's not live. Um, but yeah, no, it's gonna be interesting, man. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good. One. We've had a, a a good run of um indies that we we've recorded shows with. Well, we talked about obviously their journey and and you know and their process and you know their all of that stuff. So I I, I like talking shop. I like talking shop and I like talking about that stuff. What's going on? What up? Uh, but yeah, no, no. So that's yeah, that's going on tomorrow. What what else is happening, Sammy? You are you are about what nineteen days away from the launch uh, of, a, of another of another crowdfunding campaign yes. for. Yes. Darius. Yes. Have you signed up today? Have you joined the other 109? That's oh, the oh, 109. Yeah. That is just crazy. Thank you so much for all the 109 people who signed <laughs> up for the launch of this nailing on my toilet. But mm -hmm. have you signed up? The link is in the chat. It's also in the summary. This is the biggest one yet. This is a double feature. This is a double header. This is duty issue number three, Chihuahua, And it's also um, you have the option of unlocking. If we hit that stretch goal, unlocking another comic where duty is the star where and there's a new star it's uh cthulhu comes in so it's duty's monsters on planet cthulhu this is a 24 page um first issue of three um and uh this will be available as an add-on so um we launched on the 20th it's going to be fun the live launch is going to be great if we're funded during the live launch everybody who's backed it on the live launch um, um will be entered into a raffle i'm raffling off 
a painting. I'm raffling off a T-shirt. So, um, and this is original painting by me. Um, so it's going to be great. So if uh, you want to join us on the live stream on the 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Cast the Craze. Um, so, uh, and again, everybody who can be an entity into is physical tears um, in order to uh, um, uh, uh, be entered into the raffle. So it's going to be dope, um, but we also have to make the goal. So um, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this one. Um, you know, issue number three went off to get proofs. So that's exciting. Um, and, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm, you know, so, and thank you again. Thank you for the 109 people who signed up so far. That, that's, that's blowing my mind. And when we're still 19 days out, so it's blowing my mind. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I made some predictions on the, uh, September 23rd show. You guys want to check that out. I'm not going to say what they are here because I don't want to jinx anything, but on the 23rd, I made a couple of predictions as to where we're going to be with the, with the, uh, with the campaign also just to clarify for those cthulhu fans uh just clarify it a little bit so sam so the the cthulhu book that you are offering as a double header is unlocked at what point during the campaign what do we have to reach what where do we have to get on the we campaign have to, reach, to unlock that it, to unlock it as an add-on so you can actually once it's unlocked at the goal the goal is 2500 so we okay, have to hit the $2,500 mark to unlock right. it. Then you can add it to your basket. So this, this because it's another comic book, um, you know, this is something that you have to purchase as an add-on. But uh, it, it has to be um, has to be realistic for me to be able to have to go and print out mm -hmm. this next book. So um, the threshold is $2,500 um, to unlock that one. But there's a lot of other cool stuff that's available um, that you get from unlocking that's that, that you know, no, I, I, no, but, but I guess what, what, yeah, no, the reason for asking that is because, um, that looks like really like those, it's, it's three books, like it's three covers that you can get, but it looks cool. Like I like, I like the, the, the visual of that thing. So as a fan, like if I, if I'm a fan of Cthulhu, I want to know, okay, what do I have to do to get that? And what yeah. you have to do is, you know, just get the campaign to 2,500, which honestly, man, like, I think that with the amount of buzz that's around the, the, the book, the, you know, people have already gotten it. They've read it. They love it. And obviously they've signed up. Hopefully, you know, that'll turn into into uh into pledges. And you know, twenty five hundred um dollar goal, man. I think I think that's very doable and then it'll unlock it, you know. Yeah. You know what's funny is that um I woke up this morning and you know, when I looked at uh hundred and nine, I had to reminisce about my last appearance at San Diego Comic Con, which was two thousand nine. And and that time uh, this was the guidebook, this is the fortieth Comic Con program guide. And if you turn to the page, I had a full page of duty back then in 2009 before duty went into back into the closet and um into the basement and uh oh snaps the coffee's gone um, <laughs> i don't know you dropped something so oh, my key not my coffee uh, crazy uh, if i would have dropped my coffee it would have been more of a reaction than just that but yeah, so uh, this was a full page uh, that that was I had inside the program guy, which really helped because it made that event, that last event at San Diego Comic Con, very successful. Um, and um, before I walked away from comics for a decade, and uh, you know, bringing duty back, it's just it's almost um, exciting because when the last show I just did at the uh, Denton uh, Comic um, Fan Expo or the Comic Art Expo. Um, the reception was amazing. And then um, to see how many, uh, 109 people signing up, that's amazing. And uh, I just have to reflect on the years, the journey with Duty, um, and then bring him back to a whole new audience. Um, the, I'm excited. And then not only that, introducing a whole new story too. So um, yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this campaign. I'm hoping more retailers come along for the ride um, as well. And, um, and if you know families and kids and uh, everybody comes along for the ride, because this is, this is fun. I'm having the most fun I've ever had um, creating this, uh, his new stories. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about, we'll talk about like children's programming, children's books and kids books and stuff like that um, coming up. But yeah, no, that's, hey man, that, that's, that's what we do. We do it for the love. We do it for the love sometimes. Um, and also, if you guys haven't done so yet, please check out my website, getyourmedswithaz.com. Check out there. I have some, uh, I have books, I have t-shirts, I have a whole bunch of stuff in there, you know, just articles. I'm starting to do articles on other indies also in there. So check it out. Check out the website. Um, 
it's uh, it's up right now. Get your meds with a Z.com. And uh, don't forget, I mean, we talk about this. We've been talking about this lately. It's uh, Russ5377 is my other book other than uh, one, The Adventures of Wonder Dog. So check that out. I got I to gotta show Russ some love. So, uh, so that book is up there also. And, um, and I've been working on, on just, uh, you know, writing new stories for him and stuff like that. So the creative process never ends, Sammy. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. But, um, guy, guy, what? I said it never ends. No, it it doesn't, dude. It doesn't. It's, it's a passion and and you can't kill it. (laughs) You can't kill the passion. It's just, it's just what it is. But, uh, but we have a couple of things that we want to talk about today. I don't know if yeah. you want to go into a sponsor or you, what, what, how you want to roll with this one. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this the next, next segment is brought to you by Story Comics. Story Comics is a podcast that focuses <laughs> on the people behind the words. The host, Bonnie Smith, interviews comic creators of all types and their works and tell stories about comics, comic-based stories, and all other forms of prose storytelling. We've been streaming our show online since late 2019, and it's been amazing to see how many people around the world have come to appreciate and value the, of hearing stories from people who are just as passionate about their work as we are. So if you're a comic creator yourself, or you know someone who is, or you just want to hear about how your favorite comic book or book is made, come and check us out. Storycomic.com. That's storycomic.com. Thank you, Barney Smith and Story Comics for sponsoring this segment on Gitch. The morning brew. <laughs> morning brew. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, yes, man. Big shout out to Barney. Thank you so much for the sponsorship. I, yeah. uh, you, I've been on that show. Great interviewer. Uh, you know, very, very good questions. He, you know, yes. he talks. He told you know you talk about your process and all that other stuff. So it's a very, very good show. So big shout out to him. Uh, but we're going to be talking about another person who started out in the business, and I. You know, there's a discussion about whether he's an indie or not. You know what he's I mean? Because he just started working. There's always that. Is he though? But but but, but 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 what there's no discussion about. What there's no argument is that he is a very successful businessman. Yes. And he knows what the heck he's doing in business. And that is Mr. Todd McFarlane. Yes. Mr. Toddy. Todd McFarlane Toddy knows cakes. what to do when it comes to toys. Yes. And so he's got what he's got. He's got he's got a new line of toys through DC. Well, he yeah. always has toys through DC. But what, what's he got? What's he got going yeah, on? It says that Todd McFarlane heats up, um, uh, turns up the heat with new DC Comics heat wave figure. So basically, he now I mean you know he you know that he's done Marvel figures, but now he's doing some DC figures. Um, so another member of Flash's Rogue Gallery is coming to McFarlane Toys with yet another page puncher's figure. Heatwave is joining Captain Cold with a brand new armored up figure for the new Flash page punchers line. Um, and uh, this is what it looks like. I mean, I think it looks fuego. It looks dope. Number one, I love the, the, the comic book and the, the art in the background, but I love the design of this character. Mm. Um, it's going to be available for twenty four ninety nine, releasing on October. Um, so for an October release, and there will be a. To- I, I mean, based on that size, um, that's you know. But again, when I was collecting McFarlane toys, I was paying six ninety nine. Um, yeah, yeah, especially now inflation and all this other stuff. That's just crazy, Todd. Um, He'll get know, it. He'll I get wonder, the money. I used to be member. I used to be a member of the. I used to have a gold card member of McFarlane Club. Um, because I was a collector. I mean, I collected up to, I think, Series 9. And then I stopped because it was just, I couldn't catch up. And um, I even had international versions. I had the Spanish versions, um, you know, of McFarlane Toys. Um, but, um, and the only thing that you got from being in the club is that um, um, you you got access to exclusives that are not available on the market. Um, that was it. Uh, but, you know, there was like no financial discount or anything. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but look at this. Look at this. The four sides. Um, this is beautiful. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it's beautifully rendered. I mean, it's uh, it's a really cool figure. Um, I like the way it looks. I like the colors. It pops. It's seven yeah. inch scale. Um, designed with ultra articulation with up to 22 moving parts for a full range of posing and play. That's why you're not yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for Todd. I mean, he's been scooping up licenses left and right. I mean, from the NFL to the NBA. I mean, he's got um, Monster Series. He's got everything, bro. Yeah, no, he does. He he does. That's what I'm saying. That's the one thing you can't argue. You can't argue that this guy knows Don't how to make money. He yeah, he knows. He knows how to do his thing. And his thing was always. It wasn't just. He wasn't gonna stay in comics. He no. always said that he would do more than just that. Like. In order to be yes. where he is right now, he went into 
and he went into action figures, obviously, animation on TV. You know, the only thing he hasn't been able to conquer is movies. The only thing I would say that he hasn't been able to just go in there and just knock it out the park is. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's his own doing. You know, but well, it, it is. I think yeah. he's. Uh, I think he's holding on to the key. He's the gatekeeper, and um, for whatever reason, he's looking for the, the the right thing. And I was like, he had the right formula with the, the with the HBO series. Um, I think that if he would have just kept that going, um, that would have created the build the momentum and introduced new generations. I'm surprised he doesn't have one going on with uh, Netflix right now. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't announce a Todd McFarlane spawn on Netflix animated series. Uh, and I think it's partly what you say. He 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 wants to hold the keys, and a lot of these companies probably don't want to give him the keys. They're saying, "Hey, listen, Todd, we do we. This is what we do." You do what you do, and let us do what we do. And he's like, "No, I also do that. I know how to do that. So I want to do that." You know what I mean? So, so well. So, so that's uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on with him. But, but like I said, when it comes to to toys and action figures and things of that nature, there's nobody that rivals what he's doing. Not even the big. To be honest with you, I don't even know that Hasbro and all those other uh, companies rival him as much. I think my concern is right up there. Where are the spawn figures sold? Because I've been to Walmart and I've been to Target. Now I've seen the McFarlane Marvel line uh, or the NFL line, but I don't see spawn in the stores. So where are those sold? That's a that's a good question because I've at Target and Walmart. I've seen the other extension, the licenses that are available, <laughs> yeah. but I don't see his actual characters. Kickstarter. <laughs> He probably he's eliminating the middleman. He's like, hey, I'm making all that money for myself. You ever see him launch a, a campaign on Kickstarter? How much money he makes on that thing? Not so I don't even money. know that he needs all that. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where they, where they sell them. I guess maybe some comic book shops. I don't know if you've seen them there. I'd have to walk into Midtown Comics and see what they have there. But um, but yeah, no, I I don't know. I don't know. It's true. Where 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 does he sell? Where do you sell your 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 toys there, Todd? I mean, Let I'm looking know. at I'm looking at the latest Lady Death. Mm-hmm. That's on Kickstarter right now with 22 days to go. They got half a million dollars already in with 2,200 uh, backers in 22 days to go. Yeah, that's insane. He's going he's gonna to hit a mil. Yeah. Um, two days well, how many go. days left? 14, you said? Days. So in eight 20. days, he, he got $430,000 in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fathom. I can't even fathom. That's insane. How many, how many, how many people? 2,263. 2000 2000 people for four hundred thousand dollars. How much are they playing? Are they paying per man? Like, think know. about that. Yeah, I know. Think about think that. about that. Two thousand people this. have given him four hundred thousand dollars. So how many? Like that's an average of what? Like I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go down to the biggest tier to see what the the highest spend is so far. Uh, let's see. All right. So thirteen backers paid thirteen paid. Well, this is a lot. They get a lot of stuff in this, but thirteen backers paid seventeen fifty. <laughs> So 13 backers, they got cheddar. They're like 1750, 1700. So 89 backers, which is the next one up. So 89 spent 533. Jesus. Um, that doesn't even include shipping. Uh oh, he's actually giving them free shipping. And um 90 back is spent 333. So, the, you know, his fans are like, I mean, these fans are die hard, dude. Fans. Two, two, because you think about 2,000 just on average, 2,000, two, um, 200 people, or I'm sorry, 2,000 people would have had to pledge each $200 to get into 400,000 yeah. on average. Yeah. 200. What the hell is he giving away? What, what, what uh-huh. is part of the campaign that's making people pay that much money? I mean, that I've pain. never. And that, that's a fan base, bro. That's a fan base. Oh, he's got, I mean, and he's, been, he's been rocking out. Since shout out to Brian Polito, one of the coolest cats in the industry. When Brian we broke, I will for, I will come out party our first show ever yeah, yeah. as crazy comics. He came over to us. And he, he rolled up to the table. Yes, he's been a good yeah. 30 minutes with us. Just just number one, saying hi, hyping us up, hyping us, us up. And yeah. then number two, uh, uh what things to avoid in the game. Yeah, he was you know he was, was shit. You have to do that, you have to do yeah. that. He yeah. just saw us. People were coming to the table. He's like, yo, you guys are killing it. You guys are doing your thing. Like, keep yeah. doing it. This is what yeah. you got to do. This is what you can do. You know, you're doing great. I can't wait to see the progression and where you guys are at. 
I mean, yes. he he was he was the ultimate hype man, man. We felt like we were on top of the world at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're like, yeah, we're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. No, but he is he is a really cool dude. So yeah. I can see, you know, I mean, you know, well deserved, well deserved, um, on that end. And he does it. This is that's consistency because it's not just like oh, he just had this. How many campaigns has he done? Like he just. Oh, kills it every campaign. Oh, this is on Kickstarter because he also, I think he does on Indiegogo too, right? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he does. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, yeah. I saw this is on Kickstarter, so I'm not sure. Uh, it says that three with Coffin Comics was created on this on Kickstarter. So I'm, I'm wondering how many more were created on Indiegogo. That's an interesting one. Indie, you know, and and that's and that and that you know, that makes me question like, or the question that that then rises from this is it's lady death right and, and and we all know what lady death looks like or most of us do now is it because that sells is that why he's killing it the way he is and is that why others you know try to emulate and say hey if that's working i gotta go that route because it obviously works <laughs> it obviously works you know what yeah. i mean like he kills it every time every time and uh you know lady death is, a, is an icon uh, no, maybe he's just maybe he's just Kickstarter. Because yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of I, I don't really mess with uh, Indiegogo too much. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, Kickstarter. He's, he's he's been killing it. He's been killing it for a hot minute on Kickstarter. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, yeah, just shout out to him. much success. I mean, he's killing the game. But and then if you go to his Kickstarter, you're gonna be there for a while because there's a lot of content on his Kickstarter. Tons of content. A lot of fantastic cover artists that are killing it. Um, the the, the quality is just on a whole nother level. Um, you know, the guy's been uh, resilient and consistent for years. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, his success, is that what you think prompts other creators to say, you know what, Lady Death is a hot character. She's, you know, let me, let me, let me create something similar right. and try to kill it that way too. And listen, it works. <laughs> it works. You know, put, putting, putting that stuff up there, it, it definitely does make an impact um and i wonder if if that's you know it's that's what if that's what's happening and that's what's kind of um making it tougher for say for example you know the kids market to kind of like blow up in uh on kickstarter i don't know i, I don't know that that's the reason i just think that people gravitate towards that more i think well there's a lot of copy copycats <laughs> it's kids eating i love it <laughs> sorry my <laughs> bad it's the morning brew and uh <laughs> salute Yakabo. Uh, okay, so, uh, I, I got my I got my buttered roll up in here too, so don't worry about it. It's after the show though. No more bread and butter. Bread and butter, no baby. Yo, there's now. nothing better than bread and butter. I don't care. Yo, oh, bread and yo. butter is delicious, dude. Dude, that it's could be another reason why. I <laughs> ate more bread yesterday than I did in my entire life. Oh, dude. We went to this, we went to this um barbecue place and they make fresh bread baked bread coming out of the oven, these rolls. And you you break them. It's it's they're crispy on the outside and soft and chewy oh, on the inside. And dude. you do some stick of butter. Yo, oh. and they just kept bringing them. And I was like, mm. and and they're warm, so the butter melts right on the bread. Oh, oh my god! The, the girl dude. will come with the basket. Would you like? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> girl, leave them here. Like oh. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, please. Damn. Yes, please. Oh, <laughs> love it. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? No, what was I saying? I don't. I don't know. You threw oh me no! Off. I think I think what happens is. There are a lot of people just looking for the quick buck, right? So they're looking at what's trending. They're trend chasers. That's a fact. In any game that there, there is, whether it's in social media, whether it's music, whatever it is, there are trend chasers. They don't want to be unique. They don't want to be trendsetters. They want to see what's going to make the fastest buck, and that's what I'm going to do. So you're going to have copycats. You're going to have guys that say, you know what? Sex is selling. I'm going to create something that's sexy, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to hire uh, a fantastic artist to give me the most sexy pictures and whatever because I want to make a quick buck. That's just the name of the game. The difference is Brian Bolito's been doing Lady Death since we've known him. That's yeah. his character. That's he yeah. loves that oh, character for years. For yeah. years. Um, Chaos, for years. You remember Chaos? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So um that is that is his that's an extension of him. So he and he had his ups and downs, peaks and valleys, right? And, but he still stood true to his character and his story and whatever. And then she got she got even more beautiful than she did when he first created it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah no, I, I think he capitalized on, on Kickstarter. He was like, wait, I can make the money here? Cool. It's almost like I, I remember 
that story about Prince where he was like, you know, his 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 record label was like, nah, man, you can't make, you gotta make, you gotta make albums for us. And so you gotta use, you can't take take your albums anywhere else. You're Prince, we own that, it is what it is. And he's like, all right, cool, you own the name Prince, fine. So he changed his name to the symbol. And he knew, hey, I have a million followers. If I sell my new album on my website for a dollar, I'll make a million dollars. And that's what he did. Because he bet he bet on himself and he bet on, on, on his fan base. And I think I think that Brian Polito did the same thing. He said, mm-hmm. yeah, I got enough fans, man. I, I don't really need, yeah, a publishing company's cool, whatever, to pick it up. But I can do this on my own. And and I think that that's what he did, bro. He keeps doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's done campaign after campaign. I mean, listen, fulfilling those things must be out of control. Well, he has a team. If you look of at course, the- of course. When, yeah. he does his, when he does yeah. his live launches... Mm-hmm. He has his whole squad in there, coughing comics. Yeah, no, this is you've this seen isn't. his, you see, you've yeah. seen his dungeon room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This the is this, legit. Yeah, this isn't Brian Polito in the basement packing, no, packing bro, packages and going to the post office himself. This is he has, it. he has this freaking uh, Knights of the Round Table thing, <laughs> and he has this beautiful decked out room with black and and oh, it was crazy. I love um, it. And he has I a squad, it. so he has a he's a squad of people um, yeah. that's uh, that's helping him yeah. make it happen. But you said something about Prince when Prince made that transition. Um, he went. Uh, he appeared on David Letterman yeah. to promote, and David uh-huh. Letterman um, kept making fun of the symbol. Well, I gotta call him that the symbol. What is this? What is it? And so Prince said to his team, he was in the green room. He goes, "You know what? We're doing one song. Do you have the sound of the gunshot?" He says, "Yeah, I'm gonna go like this. You can do the gunshot. I'm gonna fall. Security, you carry me out. We're gonna leave." We're not even gonna say goodbye. We only do one set, and we le- and they left. They never went back to talk to David Letterman to shake his hand. At it. And David Letterman was flipping. He'll never be allowed on my show again. But that was Prince. He says, "You're not gonna disrespect my name." And so he's like, "I don't care who you are." And uh, and he stood true to it. I mean, the guy was passionate. He's like, "You know, I'm gonna control my own destiny." And um, and if you're, you're either gonna be with me or against me, you know. But I'm no, not gonna respect if you're not respecting me. So I thought that was pretty fantastic. Yeah, and he got he got his name back. Yeah, you know the the record company had not; they couldn't do anything else but give him his name back. Yeah, he got Prince back, but uh, yeah, no, that was yeah, he was he was an in, interesting, interesting dude, man. Um, but yeah, no, I think that Jesus, I keep dropping stuff out of here. I, know, I think that yeah, I just keep dropping stuff. I'm gonna put it over here. Um, yeah, dude, I, listen, I think that when you're that big, when you when you have that kind of um, fan base, why not? Why not do what you're doing? Um, so kudos to him. I mean, I think Todd does the same thing on Kickstarter. He comes in there and he just like, hey, I have something going coming out. And people are just like, yep, here's my money. Give it to me. I don't no, care how he, long it takes. Still, you know what's funny? He's probably the he's probably the one of the only one that has still has that rock star status. Who? Todd. When he oh. goes to conventions, everyone eats it up. He's like, he's like the Superman. You know, you know what it is because he is the American dream. It was like it was like Stan. Well, I, I think not. He's not. He's not Stan Lee status yet. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think. I think that if I saw Todd McFarlane walk through a crowd, I would have been like, "Oh my God, he's Todd." I would. Not me personally, but when Stan walked around, I was like, "Oh snap, that's Stan Lee, dude!" Like there was just a reverence to Stan Lee, whether well, you whether Stan you loved him or hated him. Founding fathers. Well, know? yeah, of course, that's what I'm saying. You know? So, but 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 Todd, but Todd does have that status, um, and he's earned it, dude. I mean, he's earned it, bro. Like he's, you know, he's consistent. It's consistency, dude. It's it's all about that consistency. He he constantly comes out with stuff, and even like now with this with his uh, uh Spawn Universe stuff. He's consistently doing it. I mean, to have that many issues of spawn out, it's the most, you know, the what is it? The 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 most the highest run yeah. in comics uh, for an indie ever, you know, over 300 issues of that book. Yeah. He's going to he's going to make 400 at least. And, and think about and think about it. He founded Image Comics with the squad and he's the only one that's been consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, him him and you know what? We don't talk enough about about what's his name? Um Eric Larson, because he still does have the dragon. Yeah, he but just, it, has, it wasn't consistent. No, he, it's been consistent. Well, he stopped. How many, he stopped issues? How many issues has he done? He's got less than him, I think. He, yeah. They, they've got less, yeah. But I think Spawn came out first, no? Or they came out at the same time? Um, I have to look that up. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 think, I think Eric, I mean, Eric's been... The thing with Eric, the difference is I think Eric and, and, and Todd is that... You know, like I said, Todd, Todd said it's not just comics. I'm not gonna make my my <laughs> the Todd Father rules. I'm not gonna make all of my money on comics. I have to, I have to, you know, 
go outside. He's, of a, he's a true visionary. It's same thing. Yeah. With, same thing yeah. that Stanley was. I think he took a play from Stanley, right? So I think yeah. Stanley showed, you know, vision, um, uh, resilience, uh, creativity, um, strength to to navigate. Because Stanley, if you watch the documentaries, he went through a lot of crap. So, and I think Todd took a playbook from that, and he says, you know what? I need sustainability. You know, uh, Stanley understood licensing and multimedia and all that other stuff. So showmanship, think, showmanship. Yeah. That that's what he understood. He understood I had to be a showman. I, yeah. I can't just be. I can't be a quiet participant. He's the one who's been working on his book since the start. Yeah, right. The whole thing. Yeah, he's been doing the whole thing since the beginning. Um, but I, I think, I think that Stanley, that you're right in saying that it's about the showmanship, and that's what Todd is. Todd is a showman. Right. You know what I mean. Todd is a, is a showman, and, that, and that's and that's what it is. Yeah, he's and, and he understood. He goes, look, you know, um, comics is not going to be the 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 what's going to, um, what is it, generational wealth, right? Mm -hmm. Comics is mm -hmm. not going to be what I'm going to be able to leave for my family and my kids when I go. So I need to have generational wealth. I need to create a foundation where there's money coming in even after I'm gone. So that's why he tapped into all these other streams and he realized the the the, the power of licensing. And um, so I think that's being able to understand and see what the future holds instead of being dependent on someone else to pick up your product to license. He said, I'm going to create an empire where I can create the license and that I will, then you want to come to me to license your product. Mm -hmm. he, flipped the, he flipped the script. And I think that was a very smart move on his part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think him doing that with action figures was the game changer because oh. that, that really made him. There was nothing like you know, what he created when he no. came Stuff, no. it was like what no he changed the game when it came to that kind of stuff he changed the game in, in action figures like people hadn't seen the, that many points of articulation i could imagine what i could imagine the conversation he had with the sculptors no that's not good enough no i want more desk that i get it was like almost like steve jobs with the apple uh, engineers or whatever I, yeah. like, no turn that change that and he was I, like i mean when when he was telling them to make their wrists move or their or their ankles move they'd probably be like for what like uh, why are we doing this why are we making wrists turn why are we making what are you gonna want next ankles yep i want ankles ankles need to turn too ankles are gonna yeah. turn now you know so yeah no definitely i, I think that there is there's got to be that level of I'm not going to take no for an answer when it comes to that when you have that much success, and I think that um I think that the other guys and, and you know Jim Lee obviously company man right he was like I'm happy just going drawing my covers drawing my books working uh for a company I, I, he because he had his own company sold it said okay I'm gonna sell that and he was just happy making his millions that way and he's a millionaire I mean he's done well for himself as well let's not let's not you know let's not kid ourselves I mean you know Jim Lee's a millionaire so he's he's good. But Todd is still the name that everybody says, yo, Todd McFarlane, McFarlane Toys, yeah. McFarlane this, McFarlane that, you know? Yeah. He's the true definition of a visionary and a rebel. See, and, and, that, and that's what I was telling about, and Aniba said that. I, I, see, to me, that's debatable. For me, that's debatable. I, I, I can make an argument for that, changing the game in comics. I can, make a I can make an argument for that because he wasn't the only one. But I can't argue the fact that he changed the game in and toys. I can't. Like, there's nothing I can. I can't. I can't even. He didn't change. He was. He was the. What he did with the spider web changed the game. Um, just that web and what he did with the dynamic pose and the bigger, bigger eyes and all that stuff. It changed the game. It changed the way people looked at comics because it changed Spider Man, but not comics. It, what it did was it attracted a lot more eyes. We're like, you see what he did? Look, this is amazing and inspired. It inspired the young kids who wanted to draw. I want to do exactly what he's doing. And then when he said. You know what? This ain't happening. They're telling me to stop. So he he got with the crew. He says, "Yo, let's start our own company." But you got to remember it was, it was that conversation. But Silvestri did the same. Huh? Like Silvestri did the same. There were people drawing like Silvestri. Look at Michael Turner was a Silvestri. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, what you call it, contemporary. Like, I think I think we. I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying I can make an argument for that. that that's what I mean. I can make an argument, whether I'm right or wrong, that's debatable to too. But there is <laughs> there is an argument to be made. And I get it. Look, and, and, and I love, and, and listen, and, and I love what Todd has done for himself. I respect it. I, I respect it. You know what I mean? But like I said, there's, there's always, for me, there's always an argument to be made about that. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, he was the one. I mean, while while I loved the way Jim Lee was drawing um and 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 Mark Silvestri, 
the wow factor was Todd's Spider-Man. The wow factor, and when he started, when he did, when he did the Spider-Man Hulk crossover, and his style, and the the, the line work, and the cross hat, all that stuff is like it was new. I was like, this is crazy. That's what created the excitement for me. I remember, and all the, the guys that I was reading comics with, we were like, we wanted a Todd book, and that was that was it. And the, and then you know when he just said, you know what. Marvel's trying to, you know, they, they to, to to strap me down and 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 censor me, and they they're telling me to to, to look the boring way, where I'm selling millions of copies, and then then they didn't even pay me residuals for those million copies. I'm, you know what? Hey guys, you got a fan base, you got a fan base, you got a fan base. Hey, let's just go start our own company. That took courage, bro. That took courage. But did to, it? Did yes. it take ter- courage yes. though? Because no, yes. because. How how much courage does it take to have nothing? In other words, he had nothing to lose because he wasn't going to lose anything. He had everything it, to lose. No, if that didn't work out, he was just going to go back to Marvel or DC. Well, they were going to say, no, Todd, you're not coming back here. We're not hiring again. No, I just sold you mad books. That shit didn't work. I fucked it. It was a mistake. All right, let me, can I come back? Yeah, sure. Come on. We'll pay you to keep working. Had nothing to lose. There was nothing to lose. You know, you. pride. Maybe hit your pride yeah, a little bit. Huh? Uh, I got to put the TVMA because you're a damn potty man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I, say, <laughs> did I drop the F bomb? Dude, you cursed it. Stop it. It's a heated conversation. Todd signed. <laughs> Todd single-handedly sparked the change that the others were a part of when they came together. This bold attitude movement was the spark that started the change. Listen. Thank you. I'm not saying. Thank I'm you. not saying. I'm not saying that he. That I appreciate he, but I don't, you. But to me, he did. Oh, you see that, Animal? When you agree with him, he puts that up on the screen and makes sure that everything is red. When he doesn't agree, he won't even post it. You lie like a dog. You lie like a dog. That's I lie like thing a he dog in the hot summer. No, no, but um, but yeah, I mean, listen, like again, that I I love I love to talk about Todd because it sparks debates like this. We're gonna agree to disagree because otherwise we're gonna be talking about this thing for the next three hours but let's move on to the next topic uh well uh, before we go to this this next topic is brought to you by another sponsor eager raven returns to kickstarter in its first trade paperback collecting issues one through four in one full color volume eager raven heir of the first unicorn is the story of a unicorn princess exiled into the mortal realm after she is betrayed by her elf prince husband-to-be dragons overtake her kingdom and how she trains to become a knight with the help of an unusual trio of blacksmiths it's a mature audience telling of the classic hero's journey with a soap opera twist so check out eagle raven heir of the first unicorn volume one today you've been terminated <laughs> terminated so yeah man we uh we, so we, you'll see this in, in, a, in a future show as well this topic we, we uh we we're talking about it but like it started because i got an email uh, from again, and again, I'm, I, I, this time I'm not gonna try not to slip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say who it was, but um, this gentleman actually put out a you know a heartfelt goodbye basically to a project that he was working on because he realized that it wasn't garnering the amount of success that he wanted. The he wasn't building the audience that he needed it to 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 have in order for him to continue. Now it was it was a kids friendly book. And um, and it was a very well drawn book, bro. The story was great. The artwork was amazing. But he said in his post that you know it takes time, dedication, time, um, and that's some time that he didn't have to put into this project anymore if it wasn't going to do what he was hoping it would do. So he decided to end it, and now he's going to move on to other projects. And so the question becomes: like, when do we terminate our projects? Should we terminate our projects? Based on the fact that people are no, you know, maybe they're not they're not gravitating to it as as quickly and as and as much as we wanted to, or do we kind of just say, you know what, put your head down and keep going, you know, keep going. Now the businessman in me says, no, good good decision, great decision, do what you got to do when it comes to that. The 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 dreamer and the and the you know and and the and the creator creator in me says, no man, f that, do what you got to do, you know, right. feel, follow it through, finish it. And so we talked about that. We talked about that um, yesterday. Actually, we were recording a show, but uh, but just so, so 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 the so the people listening, uh, Sam, uh, you know, kind of let them know what's your what's your viewpoint on it. What do you think? I think I think there's a lot of factors to consider. It's a hard hard um, decision for anybody to make to walk away from something they're very passionate about. I know I did. You know, in 2009, when I walked away from everything. 
um, you know, there was there were mitigating circumstances that uh, influenced my decision, and um, and it was hard. And for ten years, I lived with regret. And ten years, I was looking in the rearview mirror. Um, so I can't imagine what in the how difficult it was for for this gentleman to come to this decision, um, um, which was not easy. But I think sometimes we go back to the why are we doing it, right? Are we doing it because um, we're this this we want a fan base? Are we doing it because we want to make it as our livelihood? Are we doing it? Um, you know, is the why is the most important part of it? So I think when you're an unknown, I mean, we just talked about Brian Polito. He's been doing this for a long, long, long time. Todd McFarlane's been doing it for a long, long time. They cultivated, they've secured their position in history. They've, they've, they've weathered the storm, you know, the changing times, the, you know, the changing in technology, you know, the drama and the politics in the business. And they, they continue to move forward um, in different ways. And um, um, I think for me, I've always thought about what I gave up and coming back. Um, Coming back isn't easy either. You know, I, I'm telling you right now, there are days where I wrestle with that that the whole decision. It's like, man, you know, I mean, like now, you know, um, the lockdown, I lost my job. I decided to go and become a brokepreneur. Well, being a brokepreneur is not sustainable. You know, we're not where I thought we'd be with the with the podcast. We're not where I thought we'd be with a lot of things. So um, now we'll have to go back to work. And um, so what the, will that look like? So I can understand making tough decisions. Um. <laughs> Same thing about the why. There you go, brother. <laughs> and uh um, you know, I can understand, you know. Um it's uh so uh, what I would say is if this is something you're passionate about, continue to create on your own for yourself, um, and on your time, whatever works for you until you're ready to come give it another shot. Um, uh, but don't just get like what what I regret is that I, I didn't create for those 10 years. You know what I mean? Like I felt guilty every time I picked up a pen to sketch or draw, I felt guilty um, because I was, what, what, you know, why am I doing this? I'm, you know, I don't have an audience. I've, I walked away, you know? Um, and I think it's, it's your, you are your worst enemy. Your thoughts are your, are, will, will haunt you. Your thoughts will taunt you. Um, nobody's opinion can be more devastating to you than your own about you. So, um, when you think you're a failure, when you think that, you know, um, you know, what do my family think? You know, I'm going to, I'm a grown adult. I have kids and I'm doing something that's not generating an income and I'm just spending money on this. You know, what does it look like? I'm not setting them up for success. What happens if I go all these questions you have to ask yourself? It's tough. It's not easy. You know, yeah. I think, I think what going back to that, spe that specific creator, I think what, what worries me the most is the, what, what he was producing. Right. Uh, he was producing an all ages book. Yeah. Right. So he's not. And, and I don't think and, and, in, and in the email, I don't think he didn't make it sound like he was walking away from creating, period. I think he was just walking away from that particular project because that particular project didn't garner the audience or, or the success that he wanted. It. And, and what worries me about that is that it was it was an all kids. It was an all ages book. Right. And so where where is the market or where is the future for all ages books That's is that something yeah is that something that that we have to kind of like think about and say hey do we stop making these books because they're not they're not popular anymore um sam yeah. are we sharing a brain now you're kicking some good knowledge bro <laughs> um so so i don't know i mean that's to me because I and I was talking to to Aniba who who's who's uh, who's on the chat and I was telling him I was like it just seems like it goes from you know Captain Underpants and that and that age group and then it there's no middle ground there's nothing in the middle because it goes right from that to video games yeah and and, and TikTok and, and and computers and and that's it there is no there is no you know like we were watching Saturday morning cartoons, there are no GI Joes. There are no Thundercats. There are no Voltron transformers. There aren't those cartoons that kind of like segue into say, for example, a more adult video game where you're shooting people, you know, mm -hmm. Fortnite, where you're doing whatever you're doing in Fortnite. There isn't any of that now. Right. So is, is, is his, is the lack or the reason why his project didn't succeed? Is it because the audience isn't there anymore 
or is it because it wasn't a, a good project or he didn't do enough work or it got hard or whatever? And I don't think it was it was that because the book was great. So manga, manga is another one too. That and, yeah. but see, and, and, and manga and manga, a lot of manga is very adult themed. I I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, but there is no, there really isn't any, you know, there isn't any, almost like any room for the all ages stuff that, you know, we are used to watching growing up, and and it's because the world changed, right? The world has changed. Yeah, yeah. So, it's interesting because um, I don't know if you've seen the Loud House, the the cartoon series. Yeah. You know, I picked up their book. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so for me, <laughs> you know, it's produced by paper cuts, great quality stuff, whatever you have the content out there. I just wonder, um, you know, how were the kids being steered? You know, and, and again, again, there's a lot, I think I had this conversation with my in-laws um, yesterday at lunch where we talked about the uh, being a parent is the most, probably the most difficult job in the world. Right. Because you no longer raise the child on your own. You're raising it with social media. You're raising it with the world. Um, so there's a lot of, so that child might want to play with the Kung Fu grip, GI Joe, whatever it is. But the kids outside are saying, what are you doing? That's, 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 that's for kids. That's for nerds. Or they'll pick on that kid. And then, you know, you know, you need to do this. And then now they're, now they're on TikTok and then they want to be a dancer or they're, what this, or, or they're being introduced to substances or, or, or just, acts that that force them to grow faster than they are they're not ready for it so i think where when we were when i was a kid um sports was a big thing um playing outdoors with the kids with the, your friends was a big thing you know we played hide and seek stickball we played hopscotch skelly um you know play football basketball i mean we were always active and it was in a collective group a setting and so you learn how to socialize and interact with people you learned about you fall and you skin your knee you know you dealt with it you know um i can tell you how many times i came home bloodied um and but um because you didn't have that this one thing that changes the course of everything is this, this technology that's changing everything, changed the whole game. So there's so many other distractions. I think it's up to um, the creatives to find creative ways to not just create your content, but find the market for it. And, um, and that's the hard part when you don't have resources. Um, you don't have, you don't have that marketing background. You don't have that skill set, um, and you don't have reach. And uh, so what do you do? I think, I think you got to start locally, community-wise. Um, like for this gentleman that's walking away, I think what are the things? You know, I live in a community where there's. But he's the, not walking away though. He's not walking away. He's he's, he's ending the project. Right. right. So, like, for for instance, coming how many times? I mean, throughout the years, people have ranked on 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 the character that, on duty. What? I love this character, and and I'm hoping, and I, and I'm going to continue to create this character, and I'm hoping that people will come along for the ride. You know, I live in a community now where there's there's four meetings a year and we have a community park where we have all this stuff, whatever. So that's my opportunity to reach out. I met my mail lady um, and she says, oh, what do you do? And I told her now she's back the last two campaigns. She loves the book. That's yeah. how I do communication, word of mouth, talking. It's hard. It's not easy. No, it, it, it is find hard. Way. If, if you love what you do, you got to find a way to get it out into, into your audience's hands. <laughs> Now, this is the, here's my question to you, and here's my question to the audience, and, and for any creators who are out there, right? Let's say, for example, Duty doesn't do what you are hoping it does in the next campaign, mm -hmm. right? Do you stop creating Duty? Do you say, all right, maybe I got to walk away from this character and try something else? Or do you walk away completely because if it's not Duty, it's nothing? Like, what? what so what, what do you do? Is that a, a case of, you know... You got to go with what the market says, or do you say, no, man, I love this character. I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick through it and, I, and I'm going to, you know, carry it through and people will eventually catch up to me. Like what, what do you, what do you do? What, what is, what is your course of action? Duty hasn't done what I expected to do in the first two campaigns and I'm still doing the, the third one. So for me, it's, it's really the product. It's Kickstarter is a means for me to get um, duty out there. Right. Um, because it's not in stores, right? So social media is teaching everyone that everything you do has to be monetized as quickly as possible. So everything has to be geared to making money now. Yeah, absolutely. So if your book doesn't hit, social media tells you it's a failure when you just haven't found your audience. Actually, that's exactly what I said. That was my point. Um <laughs> Sam Love Duty, it's his cosmic cow like Henry Rush. Yes, thank you, uh, Mr. Orioles Capoyos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, um, Kickstarter is my retail 
store, right? Kickstarter is the brick and mortar right now for me because it's not in stores. So Kickstarter is a way for me to get to an audience that would never have known about this book because they were not going to go to my website. They weren't one on my social media feeds. Um, so that was just a way for, it, it's a, it's a means, it's a tool. It isn't the end all be all for me. Um, it's a way for me to produce the books because I can't, I can no longer financially do it my own. Um, it's a way for me to get those books into people's hands. Um, but where I think I'm going to fare better is at events, is at the conventions, face-to-face -face promoting. So none of my books have done ex what I wanted them to do on, on Kickstarter. I'm still muscling forward. Well, but not just, but I, I'm just saying like for me, like talking about this gentleman that we were talking about, right? If you're faced with that decision, do you say, all right, you know what? I'm going to stop or do you continue? No, I'm continuing. Um, duty, my goal with Duty is, is uh, there's a lot of stories. That's why you know, Duty's, Duty's Monsters. Um, that's a chapter in his universe, in the Duty's world. Um, um, I've always, for so for the people who've been around with Duty and picked up the first couple of issues back in the days, number one, I'm introducing new stories, new characters to the, to the world, to the universe. Um, and I, there's stories I, I need to finish out for me. I want to tell these stories. Number one, I'm having fun. I've learned, uh, I'm getting better and better every day with coloring. I'm getting better. I'm learning new skills and I want to apply those skills because duty just becomes ev ev more, more, more full of life, um, every single day. I think, I think, and, and to, and to, uh, Aniba's point who says he, he's become your cosmic cow. I think it depends on the character. I, I, I don't think it's so much that you love what you're doing. You love the character. And so you're going to continue to produce the character. When it comes to my comics, I'm ride or die. The audience has to catch up with me. Don't chase the audience. All right. Yes. See, that, that's what I'm saying. So, and, and I think a lot of that, and, and, and from what hearing you, Sam, I just think it, it it's duty, right? It's not because if I said to you, yo, what's up with cosmic, cosmic gore? Are you going to bring that out? Not yet. You're still working with duty, right? You're still, so will he ever come out? Will Cosmic Gorf ever come out? Of, he has a cameo. He has a cameo. Right. Other than cameos, I'm just talking about his own book, his own thing. Not until duty has his time, right? Good. And so it, I think it depends on the character, also for some, not for everybody. For some, for me, but he also has I, his I, own book. That's that's that they can start off with. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I know, but it, but he doesn't have his own series. He's right. got a, a children's book, one-offs here and there, cameos mm -hmm. here and there. Because, you know, it's, it's a work in progress, and I get that. I mean, you, how are you going to produce two books? It's your one-man show. I get it. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is sometimes it depends on the characters and it depends on, on how passionate you are about that particular character that you're creating. Sometimes we become obsessed with our own character and say, no, I'm going to tell this story. Um, sometimes we become obsessed with all the characters we create, and that's fine, too. For me, personally, I, I, I would just keep going. Similar to what Daphne was saying, let the audience catch up. Because That's you're it, doing you know. this because it's got to be it's got to be because you love it and not yes. because you're trying to make money over this thing. Because yeah. if that's what you're in it for, you're not going yes. to listen. You're in for a tough ride because yes. that stuff doesn't happen right away. It, you've got to be very lucky and know the right people be at the right place at the right time. There are a lot of things that have to come into play for you to be able to make that ton of money that you're going to make. So yeah. if you're in it for the money, get out now. Cause you know, what I mean? like, it, it, you know, again, and it's like, you have to have fun. Um, um, and it's hard. I mean, any, so I think what happens, people say, well, if it's not a career, it's a hobby, right? That's what they say. Cause people like to throw labels on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, no, it's a passion. It's a passion project. So it's, it's something that uh, it's an extension of me. Um, and you know, and I will create duty as long as I can. And, um, and, and if someone picks it up and reads it and comes back for more, that's, that's the bonus. Um, you know, I remember, my mindset now is a lot different from my mindset in 2003, right? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of lessons learned throughout my journey. Um, now I have the, you know, I'm very fortunate enough to have the capabilities to have the tools to be able to create at my leisure. Um, so there's no reason for me not to do something creative each and every single day. Mm -hmm. um, the, what happens with it, that's a different story. That's that's the enigma. That's the that's the missing link. So it all depends on on me. And if I just and again, if you work out every day, eventually your body will start to reflect that. It's not going to happen overnight. But you also have to eat right. And that, have, I was just going to say that. Yeah. And there's a lot of yeah. other variables that yeah. go along with yeah. it. So um, and I think that's what people need to consider. So I think some people just want to be physically uh, appealing, but internally they're, they're rotting because they're not eating the right things. Right. 
or and then they had they haven't peaked. Um, you have to do all those things. And as a creative, sometimes it's it's a burden. It's frustrating. I don't know. I don't want to market. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to do this. I don't want. We've had guests saying, "Why are you asking me questions? <clears throat> You're on a show being interviewed." You know. So it's that's just the way life is. You know, it's tough. I, I think that as an if you're an artist, if you're an artist out there and you're doing this and, and you're an artist and you're but you're also writing, you're creating your book, do it. Like create, you know, make don't stop doing it. You you're at an advantage because you don't have to pay anybody to draw your book. As a writer, you're gonna you're gonna create and you're gonna write as long as you can afford the artist to work on your book. Um and I think that as an artist, you do have that advantage. Use yeah. it. Use it. Use it. Don't stop. You know what I mean? Don't stop doing it. Sometimes the characters dictate the love and passion of the art from. If you love the character, the working part is enjoyable and it makes sense when you say I'm having fun creating, period. Um, yeah, it's it I think it think it has to do with the, with those characters that you're creating. But I, I think that again, when it comes to to putting together a comic book, it's time, it's money. It's there's a lot, a lot of variables that go into it. As a writer myself, I can I can write all day. That comic book probably won't be produced until I have enough money to pay that artist to produce that comic. Um, and so that's where kind of like the writer is behind the eight ball a little bit, you know, um, which is why Kickstarters are a good way to crowdfund things yeah. and things like that. That helps the writer. But as the writer, you also have to be your biggest supporter. You have when you're doing a Kickstarter as a writer. You got to make sure that, A, the book is done for me personally. The book is done and that you have enough content to promote the crap out of that thing so mm -hmm. that you can put your best foot forward and make enough money to to uh, to fund that um, that campaign. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot harder. Yeah. All you can do is create the book, the best book you can and promote as best you can. But beyond that, it's completely left to the fates. There's no guarantee of success. So might as well love what you're doing. Yeah. And we were talking yes. about it. There was a creator who had um, I think he generated fifty thousand dollars in pledges right? right um but then if you watch um very successful book um you watch the streams he still has another job right that wasn't the end or be all and you know eventually he got picked up by a publisher um but he's still doing a, a job and he does freelance gigs and all that stuff because he had, the reality is it's a great exposure, but it, it hasn't gotten him to where he needs to be. So he, the grind has to, he has to find ways to keep going and, and, and bring in revenue and, uh, and keep creating. Um, so I think, if, I think there's this, this false, this, this delusion that Kickstarter is going to solve my problems. No, Kickstarter just gives you another means of promoting your stuff to an audience that wouldn't probably would never have heard of you. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what, it, and then also, hopefully gives you the the money to get that book into those people who invested in your book into their hands. That's what it does. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't seen one nickel from any of the campaigns I've done. Everything's gone straight to getting it back into the people's hands. Um, and, uh, you know, I say, to, I, we were talking about yesterday, been lucky so far that all the Kickstarter campaigns um, have been funded. Not so lucky, not so much on Indiegogo. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, we've been I, lucky. I, I will say this though: luck favors the well prepared, and if you are well prepared, you getting lucky. You know, sometimes happens. But if you got it, but you also got to be prepared for that luck that's coming. Because yeah, you funded the campaigns, we funded our campaigns. But if we hadn't been prepared as far as the book is done, you know, you're ready to rock, everything is ready to go. You you wouldn't have been able to send those books out, and you know, and people may not come back because you weren't prepared to fulfill whatever it is that that you fulfill so yes it does take luck and i believe in luck you know whether it's good or bad i believe in luck but i think you also have to be ready for that luck and and, and so you always have to stay ready stay ready be well prepared you know yeah. um but yeah no it's, it's too bad it's too bad with the with the gentleman that we're talking about because like i said the book is incredible I love the it's book. a beautiful book and the fact that he I you know he's saying campaign. yeah he's saying you know what i'm not i'm not gonna be able to continue it uh, for the reasons that that he stated, which were, you know, the, the audience just isn't there. Sucks. It sucks. But we all got to make decisions. And like you said at the beginning, everybody, every, it depends on where you are. It depends on like, and, and like what you guys were saying with anybody, the why. Why? Why did I, you know, why did it, why did it happen? So, but I thought it was an interesting just topic to discuss amongst, you know, the people who watch the show who are also creators. And I was wondering what you guys thought about that. You know, is it, do you stop? Do you stop doing it? Or do you, or do you just say, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to have the audience. Eventually, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll know. They'll see it. But, um, but yeah, Sammy, that's yeah. it, dog. Yeah, it's a, it isn't. What the hell? <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to find. Uh, no, no. It's, uh, again, 
when it comes to the matters of 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 your life, it's it's all personalized, and you gotta you know again the circumstances will dictate the the, the outcome, and um, sometimes it requires a lot of soul searching and digging deep, you know. Um, but uh, you know, much success, and um, I'm sure he'll come back stronger. Um, you know, right. I mean, same thing. You know, it's like. I don't, I, there's not one campaign that I've done that uh, it's it's hit where I wanted it to be, but I you know I still keep going forward and I'm still you know duty part four launching in January you know it's like so it's like I'm still gonna continue well, with duty yeah. and uh, hopefully you know everything works out and uh, and go from there you know yeah. um I, yeah. you know it's you just gotta keep I, you know, keep I agree it. man I agree listen I I got I got lucky with with Wonder Duck and it, it it did better than I thought it was gonna do the first time around but again yeah you, I knew it was gonna you be, you, you gotta be right. nah but I but but you don't know like I, I can predict I I think that you what just you predict predicted duty no no but that's what I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, that, yeah. that's what I was gonna say yeah. I think what I what I see there is preparation what i see what you're doing with duty now that you did it weren't doing before is you had time you've given yourself time to prepare to promote to push it now here it comes people are ready in the past things have been a little rushed there haven't there hasn't been enough time for you to do what you do which is promote you know market do this do that so I, that's why i see this is different this i see shit, 109 followers that's a lot of people signing up to your camp to your pre-launch page before it even launches so when you see things like that, okay, now you can make a better, uh, you know, I guess, uh, prediction as to how well things are going to do. I was surprised by how well it did because, again, uh, you know, I had I had eighty six followers on mine. I, it, it doesn't mean that they're gonna they're gonna convert. That means nothing. It's not until the thing actually launches. Yes. And remember, the the night I launched, I mean, Daphne's watching. She had to come in there and, and troubleshoot because my campaign wouldn't launch. So there were a lot of things that. You know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, uh, things that I had to, you know, just obstacles that I, you had to overcome. But again, it's about preparation. It's about how hard you work. And and, and that's the thing. I, I think that we all, we all just gotta, gotta be ready for whatever's coming, whether it's good or bad. You know, sometimes we yeah. prepare for bad things, but never for the good things that are coming our yes. way, you know, and, yeah. and, and we sabotage our own success. I sometimes. think if, 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 look, if you went to, uh, the practices every morning, and you watch your diet and you're listening to the coaches uh, and you go out to play the game and you don't win but you played at your peak because you prepared that's all you can uh, expect so for me it's like every day i'm learning um about crowdfunding i'm learning about social media i'm learning about myself i'm learning about you know so and i'm applying those lessons learned I'm also learning from my mistakes and I'm saying correcting course, correcting. I think that's the biggest part of it is being able to adjust in the moment and uh, take that information and use it. Um, so that way you get better. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. Journey, baby. It's about the journey. Oh man, dude. I think with that said, I got to get back to yeah, work and yes. I'm out of coffee. So, so if you're a business person, an entrepreneur, and you're trying to figure out how to break into the business, uh, check out tomorrow's interview. The CEO and owner of the Costa Rica call center. This is the first for Cast Craze. He reached out to us as a fan of ours, Richard Blank. It was a fascinating conversation that I had with him. Yeah. A lot to learn. A lot <laughs> to learn. Hold on. Richard Blank is his last name. It's yeah. not like Sam just blanked his last name. It's Richard Blank. That is yeah. his last name. Yeah. That's kind yeah. funny. Richard I asked Blank. Same question. Because I, <laughs> I thought when I first got the email, I thought I was being punked. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Um, <laughs> No, fascinating conversation. Uh, uh, you know, really great conversation, especially about you know, um, you know, re resilience and 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 courage and determination and vision. Really great conversation. So check that out tomorrow morning. Um, and I just want to say thank you to uh, the sponsors of this episode: uh, Daphne Lage, Eagle Ravens, currently on Kickstarter. Tech the Gods. Go visit TechTheGods.com and and Barney Smith Story Comics Podcast. Check them out uh, again. The links in the chat. Um, and uh, yeah, so and again, if you want to sponsor an episode of Catch the Craze, all you do is hit the link in the summary, and it'll take you to the page, and you just uh, take your shopping cart and pick which works for you. Um, Bam. But yeah, so that's that's fantastic. And don't forget, sign up for this nail in my toilet. We launch in 19 days. It's gonna be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And thank you again to the 109 people who have um, signed up already. So with that said, thank you, uh, Aurelis and uh, Daphne and Anibal Royo and. Uh, 
Uh, we had somebody from Twitch digs, by the way, seven. Um, uh, we appreciate every single one of you. So I don't have anything to you. That's it, my brother. That's it. Have a great day, everybody.